0: I'm Mike Tucker.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Talbot.
0: And Elizabeth, we were talking about how anxious we are at times to have things happen. Yes. I was uh, referencing my wife's pregnancy because, you know, especially when the first one came along, it was just so exciting to me. I'd watched that stomach of hers grow and knew that something exciting was inside and I could not wait to see it. Mm. And so, even before she was in labor, when it was time, I thought, to go, aren't you feeling anything? (laughs) You know, I kept asking her, do you have any pains? No, Mike, I'm not. Yeah,
1: and you know, pregnancy is a wonderful metaphor of the way God deals with timing. That's right. We're going to go to that in just a few minutes, but before that, I want to tell you that of all the things of God... Mm-hmm. Timing is what I struggle the most with. Oh, yeah. I understand with. that. Me too. Yeah, because maybe sometimes I say, okay, I understand this is God's will. I don't understand fully how, mm-hmm. but His timing, I have struggled with that. And I remember one time in my life when I went back to Argentina to talk to my grandma because she's very wise. And I said, you know, I don't understand God's timing. And she said, you know, God has a lot of variables that take place when he's counting time. It's mm-hmm. not just the time going by. And she talked to me about chicks again. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of stories about chicks. She says, in the farm, we used to look at the eggs and we saw the chicks trying to come out. We could see they were starting to break the egg. Yeah. But if we broke the egg for them, mm-hmm. their muscles were not developed. Hmm. And then they would come out and die. Yeah. So, we had to let the fullness of the process take place.
0: I couldn't rush my wife's pregnancy and you can't rush a chick being born out of the egg, yes. and you can't rush God's time.
1: Yes, it's like a butterfly. That's right. You know, you, you, Have you ever watched yeah, a Yeah, coming out of the
0: cocoon. And if it, you help the butterfly, you destroy the no, butterfly. No, because there's
1: other variables. It's not right. just time going by. It's mm-hmm. things that are being developed. Right. And today we're going to talk about this in the Gospel of John. We have a very interesting story that is the first sign. There's seven signs, and we start a segment of the Gospel of John called the Book of Signs, mm-hmm. in which Every miracle is not just a miracle, but a sign of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. He's revealing himself.
0: We look at this at uh, John chapter 2, starting with verse 1. And on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus also was invited and his disciples to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what do I have to do with you? My hour has not yet come.
1: This is the sentence that we're going to spend our time with today. My hour has not yet come. Mm -hmm. But let's finish the story being that all the stories in the Gospel of John have two levels, and Mm -hmm. we we should uh, finish the story so we can talk to you about it. Verse 5.
0: His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing twenty or thirty gallons each. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the head waiter. And they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it had come from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when men have drunk freely, that which is poor. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him.
1: So here we have the first sign you know, of the seven that we discussed. The word sign is a different word than the word miracle that the other three gospels use because this is how Jesus starts revealing himself in the gospel of John. And this particular story of course has a lot more content because of the two levels between water and wine which has to do with the same content that you have seen in the synoptic gospels when he talks about the old wine and mm-hmm. the new wine.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why
1: it's so important that this waters were in the water pots of purification. Purification,
0: used for ceremonial purification. And yet that became wine, which is now symbolic of the blood of Jesus, which ultimately purifies us of all sin.
1: So, there is a a passage, a shift of paradigm. And many of the other Gospels talk about old wine, uh, new Mm -hmm. wineskins, new wine. Uh, John starts the Gospel with this sign that only he records. But we're going to actually concentrate on this phrase, the hour has Mm -hmm. not yet come. The hour is a very specific symbol in the Gospel of John.
0: Yeah, it is a symbol of God's timing. God has a special calendar, a special clock, and I wish that he would— There have been times when I've offered to buy God a Timex. And, <laughs> you know, I just think, God, can't you get the timing right? But God's timing is right. It's just that I thought that I had a better That's idea. Right. I wanted it now. I wanted to rush things.
1: That's right. And in the Gospel of John, this uh, word hour equals the cross. So, throughout the gospel, he will use the word hour to develop the narrative until we get to a place when Jesus is going to say, the hour has come. So, we're going to prove that to you real quick. We have uh, chapter 2, verse 4, then we have uh, three times in chapter 7, then we have it in chapter 8, verse 20.
0: Verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 23, 13-1,
1: and 17-1. That's right. So, we uh, are going to take you to 13-1 really quick, so you can see how John has written his whole gospel with this hour in mind, and chapter 13, verse 1, is when Jesus is about to wash the disciples' feet, which we will do in in another day, but he starts the narrative in that way, 13.1.
0: Now, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, and here it is, had come. Yes, because he, he, yeah,
1: he, he was departing to the Father. He was going to finish uh, here in this world. That's right. See, this hour had now come. And the final one, which is the, the one that says, okay, it's here. The hour is here is chapter 17, verse 1, where it says, Jesus spoke these things and lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has, has come. come. Okay. Come. So every time you see the hour, we're pointing to the cross from That's the right. beginning of his ministry all the way to the end. And we wanted to introduce to you how does God measure time? And we decided to choose a verse uh, that has both words that we want to talk to you about, and it's in Galatians. Then we're going to come back to John.
0: Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his Son born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Okay,
1: so the first two words that have to do with time is what we're going to concentrate on. The fullness Fullness of time. time. Those are two different words. Mm -hmm. Time, everybody knows. The word is chronos, In Greek, and we get a lot of words in English. Yeah,
0: chronometer and and
1: chronological, and that's right. All those things that measure time as Mm -hmm. a as a linear measuring of time. Mm -hmm. But the word fullness is a different word, Mm -hmm. and the word in Greek is pleroma, Mm -hmm. and it has to do with plenty. We have the word plenty or plenitude in English is full. So it's not that God is just measuring time as it goes by; Mm -hmm. He's also measuring the variables that are coming together like a pregnancy.
0: Yeah, a good thing at the wrong time is a bad thing. And so, God says, wait a minute, a a lot of variables have to take place, as you have mentioned. A lot of things have to happen in order for this to be exactly the right time. If we rush a good thing, Mm -hmm. then a good thing becomes a bad thing.
1: Yeah, the best uh, metaphor, perhaps, that we have is pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It's not just the nine months that are going by. But if nine months are going by and nothing's growing—
0: then we have a problem.
1: Yes, because we have other variables that need to—that's why you're rushing your wife to the hospital. It was
0: not a good idea, I know, but I was anxious to see the child. I mean, I, I wanted to know who the child looked like, <laughs> what what this child was like, and, I, you know, I was a first-time father, so this was rather exciting. That's right. But still, it was better waiting until the right time when the child— Was fully was, developed. … was ready to come out, okay. and then the child let us know, all right, here come the pains.
1: Yeah, so if you remember this phrase, now we can go back to the Gospel of John to see the fullness of time. Not just the time going by, but the fullness. And we have many prophecies that take place until is the right time for Jesus to start his ministry, even to be born. That's why Galatians says, in the fullness of time. God sent His Son. And there's many prophecies. For example, the first prophecy about Jesus.
0: Is uh, Genesis 3.15, where we're told that basically someone is going to come who will redeem them from their sin.
1: And that's going to be a human. It says a, human, a, descendant, a descendant of a woman mm-hmm. would come and crush the seed of the serpent. That's right. uh, so, we already have one variable. It's going to be a human being. A human being. Then in Genesis 12, when he's talking to Abraham, uh, the covenant, if you want to read it, verse 3 and 4, it says that, all the peoples of the earth would be blessed through his descendants.
0: And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed.
1: So, th- when the time comes for Jesus to be born, many things have happened that allow for all the families of the earth to,
0: to be th- blessed, because basically, Rome has built all these roads, mm-hmm. and all roads lead to Rome, That's right? right. <laughs> we, we've got the roads, we also have a common language, because Greek becomes the language that is spread throughout the world, That's and right. so we got a common language. We have peace, prosperity, we have the opportunity to travel more freely, and to communicate the gospel.
1: Yeah, so when we see Jesus coming, we realize that these prophecies have taken place. And then we have prophecies that talk about Jesus' lineage being from David. We have Isaiah chapter 7 talking about it would be born of a virgin. We have Micah, Micah 5-2 that he would be born in Bethlehem. So think of all the variables that are coming together to complete the pregnancy of God. That's
0: right. If it had happened before, it would have been wrong. But this was the right time. This was the the right setting for Jesus to die. That's right. And And for the church to be established. And
1: actually, Jesus' hour in the Gospel of John Mm -hmm. is the cross. Everything from his birth on is pointing to this moment when he would die. And that was his timing. This was his purpose.
0: And, you know, God's timing in your life may be different. You may think that God needs to act right now, but God is waiting for a lot of variables, and He's going to bring about things in your life at exactly the right time.
1: Yeah, and many of those variables are hidden to us. We don't know them. We can't
0: see the big picture, can we? We can't see the end from the beginning. We don't even see the struggle that's going on behind the scenes in our lives right now. But it's happening. It's happening in your life and my life. But if you will trust God, He will make known to you the right thing at the right time when the hour is full.
1: The fullness of time has come.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time,
1: live free.